Uh, we had chapters 54 and 55 uh, to look at this week in our own reflections. And we're going to finish around the table, but let me just open up slightly. Desmond Tutu said this. He said, hope is being able to see that there's light despite all of the darkness. And we've heard quite a bit about darkness already this morning. Darkness in our city, darkness in some varied countries in the world, some of the countries represented here this morning. Hope is being able to see that there's light. And that's what we've been talking about for the last two months. Hope, that's the theme of these chapters of Isaiah 40 to 55, is hope to a people who, who live in darkness, taken away from their homeland, beaten, defeated. God comes through his prophet and he speaks hope. He says there is a new future. There can be a different world. Things will and can change. Hope. And so we see that in chapter 54. 54 is another great picture of hope. 54 verse 1 is, is lovely. Sing, barren woman who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. He picks up hope with this picture of a complete turnaround, a turnaround in fortunes from one to the other from zero to a hundred, hope. We've had two months, hopefully, of seeing hope in these books, um, 15 chapters of hope in Isaiah, and then chapter 55 puzzles me a little. I don't know if you were puzzled in your reading this week, because we have this hope, all these great pictures of hope, and then yet, yet Isaiah comes with, with a call. He finishes with a call, come to me. This is 55 verse 1. Four times in this verse alone we have the word come. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk. There is something put back on the people. Even though there's this great picture of hope, this great invite, this offer that God is going to do something, the people have to come. Come to him. Come to God. Verse 6 puts it differently in different language. He says, seek the Lord. But it's the same idea. Seek the Lord. Call on him. It's to come. To come to God. And it sort of puzzles me because I'm looking at those people, thinking of those people in Babylon, far away from home, feeling dejected. And I think, do they need to be told to come? Surely they're longing for this hope. They're longing for release from captivity. They want things to change. Do they need these words, this invite? We just remembered and prayed for Ukraine there. Their president has become this global leader because of what he's gone through and how he's led his people. And for this 18 months, what he has done is he's spoken hope to them. He's spoken hope to his people, told them that we can stand up, we can fight, even though we're smaller than the enemy. And they have done. But I, I haven't seen him and... I can't say I've been following him closely, but I don't hear the words of challenge or call as well. It's not what you'd expect to the oppressed. But Isaiah gets a bit more explicit. As the people are away from home, it seems that they've been dabbling in other things. 
55 verse 2. He's told them to come, come to me. But verse 2, he says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, not to anything else, but to me, come to me. It seems that they've gone elsewhere for satisfaction. They've gone elsewhere for fulfillment. And that could be their block, their barrier to hope. Part of the seeking that's coming to him is actually involve a turning. Verse 7, let them turn to Yahweh, turn to the Lord, because they've already turned a different direction. He says, come and turn to me. And then he goes on to what, only really this week it occurred to me that maybe this is the center of this chapter. Verses 7, 8, and 9 is that they followed their own path. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. They have their own ways and thoughts. In verse 8, he says, but my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither your way my ways. There's a different set of thoughts and ways that are God's. And verse 9, my ways are higher than yours. Now, what's he talking about here? And I wonder if it is how this hope, this restoration, this glorious future is going to come. That's part of their problem. They want it to come in a different way than God's way. It's the how. Yes, they want a new future, don't we all? But not through this foreign power. We, 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 we dabbled a little earlier on Cyrus coming in, Persia coming to, to change things, to rescue. Or even just last week, we looked at the suffering servant that the person who's going to come and rescue them, their way of redemption is actually not glorious. It's someone who's, who's disfigured beyond recognition. What is God talking about? That's where our connect group landed. We're like, what did the people think of that message back then? And so God, through Isaiah, comes and he says, trust me and my ways and thoughts as to how this is going to come about. Not your own. Not your own ways and thoughts, but mine. I was thinking of this scene from Frozen Planet 2. I trust by now, I've been here over 10 years, that most of you have become David Attenborough fans because I talk about him quite a bit. So I hope you all know this scene already. Frozen Planet 2, the first episode, has, it's, it's the frozen worlds, that, that's where we're going. So he's up in, in Canada, and it's the musk oxen. They give birth during spring. Unfortunately, it's the same time of year that the grizzly bears come out from hibernation when there are the young musk ox calves running around. When they come under attack, what they do is they, 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 they form a circle, try and keep the young on the inside, and they form a circle with the, the, the bulls and the adult ox facing out. Safety and numbers keep together. But in the scene... And the BBC got criticism, people writing in and giving out because it was too gruesome. But in the scene, a few of the calves just separated from the herd. And there was this awful bit because they're just young and they can't distinguish between the adult ox or a predator. And so they go the wrong way. They walk over to the predator, thinking it's safety, and it's not. It's gruesome. There were complaints. 
And for those calves, it's their youth and their ignorance that they did not know the right way to go. And so they went the wrong way. But for us, we pick our own ways and our own thoughts over God's. And I don't know that youth or ignorance is an excuse for us. It's pride that we know a better way. Pride that we want to do it ourselves. Our own plans as to how we can be church. Rather than come to me, come to the table. His ways are higher and better than ours. The upside down kingdom. Brought to us by a suffering servant. So when we think of being a church in exile in this land, in, in this very place, and we want to be different, new, be restored in some way, what way do we want to do it? As the Irish church in large, do we want to go back to the center, back to the place of power and privilege? Is, is that going to be good for us? Is that our way and our thought? Maybe God has a different way and a different thought as to how the church will grow in this place. From the margins. Grow in purity, not in power. Maybe the focus is not on the external of what looks good and how people bow down to church in some way like in the old Ireland. Maybe the focus is on the internal, and that's God's way and God's thought for the church now. The way of the servant, the suffering servant. Or even in, in Dublin West, in our church community here, what is our way and our thought forward? And again, I don't think it's just to be the Dublin West of old. That might be the temptation for us. Because some of us know that and remember it and, and, and fondly, which is good. But this is us now. And our way and our thought has to be the way of Jesus. Let us seek him. Come to him. Seek his way forward for us together. That's the call. Come to me. Come to me. Come. Give ear. Listen. Seek me. Call on him. That is our call. So we're going to come to the table now. I'm going to invite Cody up, who's going to lead us in response.